Aloha. You're listening to the Rolling Vets Podcast, podcast by veterans for veterans and civilians alike. I'm Lucas Monster, co-host, and I'm flanked by my Marine veteran peer, Chris Ellis. We would like to send an invitation to you, the listener, to journey inside of our realm to discover what it means to be a rolling vet. And we are back. Yes, we're back. This is what, episode 15? One five? Something like that. Or 14? One five? 14 yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely 15 because Michael was 14. Michael was 14, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so good news. Big news here. One, I just want to say happy birthday to my beautiful fiance, you know. Like by the time this episode released, probably on the 4th of July, that's her birthday. Doesn't get any more American than that. Um, yeah, and then badass. speaking of which, another big announcement so we will be relocating to Alameda, California. <laughs> Woo! We're going yeah. to Cali. Yeah, we got San Francisco basically as a duty station. So I'll be I'll be being a dependent out there <laughs> in the great uh, state of California. Like any, uh, any other bases? Say again. Is that close to any other bases? Um, that one. I'm not sure because the Coast Guard base is really, really small there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if there's any other bases that are like around there, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really, I hope not because I'm kind of sick of living in like, uh, it, it, it does, it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie sometimes when, especially when like living in the area I do now in Maryland. Yeah. A lot of fucking veterans like come to Maryland because a lot of people go to work in DC. And, you know, they live in Maryland, so they get paid D.C. like wages, but, you know, they, they, they live in the state of Maryland so that they, they're making fucking money hand over fist. Um, so, I mean, that, that's pretty fucking nice. But, you know, there's so – it's just like you're not really – and I'm not saying I need to be the only fucking veteran like around. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> the nice only ha- fucking one in town, right? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like big enough for two veterans. But, you know, it is – it's a very – like military influenced area like we have annapolis which is like the the naval academies there and shit um and then you know fort meade is close by so it's you really you know have so many you have all the headquarters people from fucking dc you had then you have the naval academy and you also have fort meade and so it's just a fucking it's just a heavy military area um I kind of want to break from that, dude. Even Hawaii. Like, living in Hawaii was really nice when we were stationed out there. But, yeah. like, there were, like, five yeah, fucking bases. Went. Yeah, there's five bases yeah, on, went, there's military. Yeah, on the island. So I was like, come on. But, um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the plan right now. We're going to be moving out um, here pretty soon in the next couple months, whenever she finally graduates school um, in August. But, yeah, be moving out to fucking Cali. Do I want to live in a draconian, you know, you know, fucking state. You can't with... bring any fucking guns with you. <sighs> well, well, what are you gonna do with all your guns? I'm no comment. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not putting anything <laughs> on the record there. I'm not putting anything on the record at all. But uh, I mean, I will say, what guns? You don't own any guns. Yeah, exactly. Right. Shit. I know it's my constitutional right, and I respect that as my constitutional right. But I don't own any currently. <laughs> <laughs> which gets us into our topic for the day the fucking big one this is this is this is something that has been kind of years and years and years ago evan and i a good friend of the show good friend of us um 
we, we talked a little bit about this. And for some reason, it's something that's always like stuck with me. And as I got out, you know, the military and can kind of look at the military from the outside in perspective again, but still with a little bit of an insider due to like personal experience, I start to really reevaluate and re- reappraise some of these concepts that, you know, that make us who we are. And that the big one, especially given with the 4th of July, happy birthday, America, is patriotism and the concept of patriotism. Um, and you know, patriotism's like, we, that's our bread and butter here in the United States. So Chris, like, what would you say, like, what would be like your definition of like what patriotism like means to you? Oh, I mean, just, just the love of your country, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. appreciation of what you have and what America offers. I mean, I'm, I wake up every morning and I'm fucking proud to be a goddamn red blooded American, right? Fucking hundred percent grade (laughs) A beef. All right. (laughs) Grade A beef. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but it comes down to it, like America, like does more than any other country for more countries, you know, they take yeah. in the most immigrants than any other country. It's very, very giving, uh, you know, giving country. And, and I'm, I'm proud to, to be an American and I'm, I'm and patriots to me is, you know, like love for your country, devotion to your country. And, and that's what another one of our questions will lead us into later of why we joined in the first place you know, your patriots and that. So what, yeah. what about you? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I hundred percent agree with you in, in, in that regard is like patriotism to me. I think the definition is kind of like slightly changed over the years, especially like being in the military. I felt like patriotism meant something different to me than what it does now. Um, I think, you know, having that kind of soldier, airmen marine like military mentality of like do anything you can like for mission accomplishment for the sake of mission accomplishment i kind of felt the same way about patriotism in a sense of like i should be doing everything i fucking can for my country you know yeah and i'm a firm believer you know just like how we when we were with the rock marines the korean marines like all those guys, some of the one of I just remember uh, one of them specifically lived in Nevada. He lived in Nevada, United States. Had an oh the Rock Marine that had a fucking had American citizenship. English. Yeah, had American citizenship. He was going. He was going to school. He was going to college in Nevada. <laughs> and I met. We met him in Korea, and it's it's because he also had like a, a citizenship in South Korea as well as so a South Korean citizenship. So he was required to serve at least two years in the korean military you know obviously given their, yep. their circumstances other uh, other militaries do it as well like uh, the israeli defense force the idf they do that where you have to you, you're serving mandatory two years to your country and i was like man that's a fucking genius idea like one mm-hmm. you know and this is a whole another topic kind of like opening pandora's box here but like on one hand like you know everyone gets to experience it that's that's fucking amazing it could te- definitely change your outlook and you know and everything like on life you're it, it, can, it can give you drive and give you motivation it can give you like the skills and tools that you'll need in order to succeed which is i'm uh, that's why i harp on you know the military so much not because i served there because it, it, it enabled me to get all those things yeah and i feel like they can also be kind of like a dangerous like kind of just a double-edged sword when it comes to when it comes to that kind of mentality and now now, like when I'm out, I feel like patriotism is more so 
appreciation appreciation of your and love of your country but understanding at the same time that it's not perfect yeah and and that's that's the other thing too right there it's not perfect no no nation is perfect all right yeah but you cannot look at at our country and its past what has done i mean why is south korea even a country right now is because you know american soldiers went there american marines went there and fought for for their their freedom you know and and uh (laughs) dropping the mic on that statement (laughs) were you there and were you there for fucking gunner law gunner law's statement like regarding just that uh probably not though say it uh, yeah, it's, it's just a very short story. Is whenever we um, we were going against India Company was playing as like the opposing force, so the bad guys in a in a war game scenario against um, the rest of the battalion. And, yeah, the rest of the battalion and some recon units, and it just so happened that that we had to infiltrate the range overnight. So we you know set up defensive defensive position. Jesus Christ, <laughs> defensive positions <laughs> around like the range area, and like then the whole fucking battalion was gonna come and like you know do an aerial assault, and then <laughs> they were gonna get swacked by us as usual. Um, and but it it turned out, dude, I was like, I just fucking laid down just to get like maybe two hours of sleep before I had to be up again. Hashtag radio operator problems, you know. So. I fucking just lay down, and all I can hear on the radio is, uh, all stations, all stations. It's fucking, you know, Captain Pena. It's fucking, she's like, oh, all stations, all stations. You need to leave the range immediately. You need to leave the range immediately. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Like, the the air, like, the, the attack was supposed to be, I think, around, like, <clears throat> 5 or 6 a.m. So this is, like, 2 or 3 a.m., and so I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? So I get up, you know, and then I'm sitting there with Gunny Baker and they're like, yeah, you need to, you guys need to get everyone's fucking like everyone off the range right now. And I'm like, fuck, you know why? Because we had set up a check-in system to conserve batteries in our radios. So we, you know, turn your radio on around midnight, check in, turn it off, turn it on around uh, 2 a.m., you know, check in, turn it off. And so it was it, the fucking check-in was the it's like five minutes before this call. <laughs> so now we had to drive around this range in a in a in a fucking van and in the in a utility task video uh, vehicles like the dune buggies and just fucking be like, yo, like everyone, hey India company, like wherever you're at, like get the fuck down. yeah, basically, and get the fuck <laughs> off the range. So finally everyone gets off this range, right? Everyone's fucking pissed. Obviously, the Marines are pissed. The fucking Australian um the Australian infantry were there were there too. They were pissed yep. because they were involved in it. And it turned out that they had triple booked the range for that day. The South Korean colonel or whoever had triple booked the range and kicked us off. And um gunner law and gunners are like Marine Corps, uh like unicorns in the Marine Corps. They're they basically their job is to essentially plan all the training and stuff for infantry units. So he gets up there, and this man's a fucking salt dog. I'm talking like 30-something fucking years in the Marine Corps. And he's like, he's like, yo, I fucking went to bat for y'all. I hope you guys know that. He's like, I walked into that fucking office, and I made that fucking South Korean officer fucking cry. 
And I was like, everyone's sitting there like, what? He's like, I made him fucking cry. He's like, I told him, you go to that Korean War memorial in Seoul. You look halfway down. Oh, I was there for this. Yeah, and then he goes, you'll see Sergeant Law. He's like, my kin died for your country. (laughs) Just fucking went on this fucking rant, dude. Rant. But like, like what you're the point that you were trying to make, um, not to drag this on any longer, but is like, you know, you have people who look at that and be like, that's that's patriotism, you know, like there wouldn't yeah. be like you could be proud of that. There wouldn't be certain some of these countries around the world if it if it were not for the United States, you know. But then you also have people that's kind of like gunner law that are like, you know, they feel almost like those countries owe them something because of that. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I, 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 I feel like not that they owe something, but like, it shouldn't be looked upon as like, uh, it should be, it should be, it should be looked upon as like a good thing. Like, uh, how do we, how do we get the, um, the Statue of Liberty? It was a, gift from france you know yeah yeah like like like, show it that you know but i mean i don't think that we should be able to march into some fucking officer's office and be like we fucking died for you give me this goddamn range and then yeah all right all right right." (laughs) but like stuff like that like it's forgotten you know how many people actually know about like the korean war yeah yeah i mean it's 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 it's, it sounds stupid to say but i guarantee people out there that don't wouldn't understand what yeah, you I mean know? it's it's called the forgotten and, uh, war for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as America, yeah, like uh, we we like so we had to had that had had a, a, a negative past. People always want to focus on like just what what's what, what is bad. Yeah, you know, and they don't understand all the good and everything that this country has 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 won and fought for and, and truthfully died for, and uh, like that's why I see patriotism. Like oh, my 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 uh, um thing that happened different for me was looking at the american flag when i got out before i even went to military you know i always when i was seeing an american flag i seen it and i've seen this all just a fucking flag 50 stars stripes you know colonies and shit 50 states yeah but now looking at it it's like more of like a sense of pride like i went and served my fucking country and it makes me like appreciate everything and appreciate what i went through and experiences the brotherhood that i made with, with my friends and shit yes and uh <clears throat> yeah man it means a lot more like, you know, it's yeah, it's symbol, uh, it's called symbolism, uh, symbol interaction theory is when you give something meaning, you know, when you look and, and your meaning can change too. my meaning definitely changes like, yeah, with the flag, I was always very passionate about, you know, being an American and very proud to be an American <clears throat> growing up, you know, my father served in the military as well. So like I always, you know, as a son, you know, a lot of sons look up to their fathers as like, you know, like yep, superheroes, you know, exactly. Yeah. So you like, look, oh, like, oh my God, like, and I just remember, <clears throat> you know, going to ball games and stuff and them being like, hey, um, if you, you've served in your country or whatever, you're constantly or you're currently serving, like, please stand up and be recognized. Yep. And everyone gives you a big fucking round of applause. My dad, like, wouldn't want to stand up. You know, he's from a different era in like Vietnam where those guys, yeah, their sense of patriotism was serving their fucking country, man. Like, like that's like, I'm going to serve my country and go to a place I, I've never even fucking heard of until now to fight these people that I don't understand and they don't understand me. And I'm going to come home to people that 
didn't want me to go there and they're going to punish me for doing that. They're going to punish me even though a lot of us didn't have a fucking choice and they were drafted. So I think we have like this, a lot of people are kind of still capsulated in, in this like 1940s, 1950s, like the, the government and I think people and just the American people can do no wrong kind of sense, mm-hmm. you know, but then you kind of see that shift in like 19, the late 1960s, 1970s revolving the Vietnam conflict where you, where you have, <clears throat> where like public support is a huge, huge thing because of the, the news media. And that yeah. kind of distorts how, uh, information as information travels faster. Yes. The, the opinions on war and everything was happening travels faster and it gets more support behind it and it causes things like how the vietnam war people came back got spit on called baby killers yeah but think about it though so that kind of distorts everyone's sense of patriotism because if you think about it you have you have the you know the people who served and went to vietnam they felt like they're serving their country right yeah and you also have the uh the protesters a group of people who feel like they're serving their country as well by trying to like protest this war so you have two people, two sides that feel like they're right, you know, and yeah, we see that. Yeah. And obviously this is this is a huge thing in, in America in general, you know, with the, the two party system. But it's like for the most part with the societal, like with with actual people and the masses, like they both have their different definitions of patriotism. They feel like America's better than getting involved in, you know, the they as in the protesters felt like america was better than them getting involved into the vietnam conflict and then you had people who felt like the best way to serve their country was to answer the call um and go to vietnam so how do you feel like do you feel like that's kind of similar obviously not as heightened climate but do you feel like that's as similar to what we see today especially with the iraq Afghanistan because that's that's our era we're a little bit after it but like we grew up with that being on the news constantly well being in a 20-year conflict is you know that's majority of our lives yeah and definitely and uh like I think along with the the climate change and that was like you know mothers of America you know yeah like explain explain to people who don't know what mothers in America like what what is that (sighs) can you explain you probably explain it better than I can I'll give like just the basic definition. <laughs> it was basically, yeah. I mean, I just know like the general premise is an organization this, this, that was created to like by moms, of, by uh, moms, like yeah, of like <clears throat> gold star families and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, to as, really as, try to keep the um, like the military in check in a way. Yeah. So when you, when you when you look at that and you see like now information spreads faster. So now, like, if uh, somebody goes to war and, and dies, like, their whole hometown knows about it. It's on the it's on the, n- the news, you know. It's getting passed around. The whole state knows about it. And so that's such a such a bad thing, like negative, like, like why are we here? Like why are we there? Like why are like my, why is my son losing his life over you know some some piece of land in the Middle East? Yeah. And it's 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 definitely I can see the patriotic look the stance on that because like you don't want to see your own go die. And yeah. and you don't want to lose friends and family, but then you look at from the, the other other side of the aisle now, where people go over there and they're thinking that they're making you know a change. Like there's women over there that can't go to school now. Yeah. You know, after Afghanistan, I took back 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 over. So like, it hurts me a little bit when you when you see stuff like people protesting for like 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 
all these rights stuff like that, but they don't give a fuck about anybody else's rights. Yeah. And and I can see understanding you want in your own country to you know to be the best it is, and and that's that's for sure. But I, I, I mean, I can't really say like if it's a good thing or a bad thing because I, I can see it from from both point of views. But I would like to think that throughout the whole, that uh, it was good being there. You know, that it was good uh, fighting for people's rights. And uh, and you know, after obviously after nine eleven, uh, attacking twin towers and stuff. And then obviously, if you want to get into all conspiracy theories about like the what was it war or uh, nuclear bombs of mass destruction or yeah, what we- weapons, weapons of mass, mass destruction. destruction yeah, yeah. wmds yeah, that. with that that's iraq though but yeah iraq yeah, is a yeah, whole but it all it led to a, yeah, yeah yeah iraq is a huge mess i don't think a lot of people understand like how big of a mess like iraq like was if mm-hmm. with afghanistan afghanistan was kind of a mess but more so like <clears throat> more so like the pullout was just like what the fuck <laughs> like when you yeah it was just totally just like the taliban before we left yeah 100 <laughs> percent like just unaware of everything it's probably it's probably one of the biggest stains on our military history like ever one of them you know and <clears throat> like that being said with Iraq, the reason it was so messy was because when we when we actually fought the Iraqis, over, done, three, four days, like, we never fought the Iraqis ever again. You know why? Because all the fucking insurgents, majority of them weren't even Iraqi. They were they were from all these other countries answering, like, the jihad. And, you know, it's, which is, it's just fucking crazy that... You know that's that's what they were doing for so many years over there, and no, just no matter what they could, like no matter what we tried to do, it just nothing could work. You know, because yeah. you know you're talking about a, a culture that's literally been set in their ways for thousands of years, man. Like thousands of years, they ain't fucking changing for nobody, dude. Like, <laughs> but like that's what you like what you your point towards afghanistan like about fighting for their rights over there dude like i don't think people understand how evil the taliban is man how fucking evil they are they are like evil 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 dude and i'm not you and I, i don't use the word evil lightly here like they are evil fucking people and you know they we started seeing some progress with you know the women you know, being able to go to school, you know, to learn things, you know, to, to wear, you know, more revealing clothing, for lack of better terms. Like, just, you know, they don't have to be fucking covered from head to toe. Like, experiencing these freedoms, you know. And then there was, a, and then there was also a huge growing student movement, too. Because you put more people in school, more people are getting educated, more people are going to question the powers that be. So, like, you, you start seeing all these good things. And then just goes to shit. Goes to fucking shit, dude. Just yeah. absolutely just and, uh, no long-term plan. Whatever long-term plan they had, they botched a long time ago and have been trying to clean up the mess ever since and just fucking left. Just bounced. Left it all to just to fucking crumble, dude. It's fucking and, sad and the worst see. part was like... It's like Vietnam, dude. Vietnam was time. the same way. Yeah, but one thing that we could see with like now moving on from... You know, with this Afghanistan pullout and with like uh, uh, Ukraine now is really seeing the most documented like 
wars ever. Like we've seen the poll out, we've seen videos. It was not hard to find of like people who were uh, um, like American informants, American like uh, translators that we gave a list of the names to the Taliban and they wanted to just, they slaughtered these fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for what fucking reason, you know, what, what yeah. fucking reason? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you bring up a great point because <clears throat> in the media, like in reference back to Vietnam too, like one of the biggest things that changed American public opinion on the war was Walter Cronkite who was there i mean you guys think on the television there was literally only like three fucking channels <laughs> like there's only three channels yeah, on your tv yeah. and one of them you know <clears throat> news channel was walter cronkite he was considered the most trusted man in america he goes to vietnam you know checks out what's going on there comes back gives his honest opinion that he feels like it, the war's in a complete stalemate and nobody's winning and everyone was just like, whoa, because everyone's just, you know, being pumped full of all this shit. That's like, oh, we're winning. We're winning. You know, we're kicking ass. Yeah. We're killing all these motherfuckers. Like it was a body count war. It was literally a body count war. And so. Like having the most trusted man in America tell you, like, through your TV, like, we're not doing shit like public opinion, all time low of the war of the yeah. war. And it changed the course of Vietnam, dude. And. And then you start seeing it. Think about all the conflicts since then. Think about every military involvement that we've had with something since then. It's never been a good thing. It's never been good, like on the media. Nope. It's never been righteous. I mean, maybe, maybe early two thousands, like when we when we first, you know, invaded Iraq and Afghanistan. It was a, it was a little very patriotic because that's the most. And to bring this back to patriotism. Like the most patriot, uh, the most patriotic day in America, I think, is is nine twelve two thousand and one, the day yep. after nine eleven, dude. I I can't, you know, I remember nine eleven as a kid. I'm sure you remember nine eleven as a kid. Like, like, yep. like, what was nine? Like, I hate to bring up nine eleven on a podcast when we're smoking weed, dude. But <laughs> to be totally honest with you, but like, what do you remember that day? Yeah, so I don't remember nine twelve, but I remember nine eleven. The only yeah. reason I remember it was uh, I'm pretty sure I was sent home early. I don't remember if I was or not. I remember getting off the school bus and my mom being like right fucking there in the driveway waiting for me. And we lived like out in the country, like a pretty long driveway to like walk up, you know. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like freaking the fuck out. And my dad owned his own business at the time, and um, he was like in Cincinnati. That's where we lived at the time. He was like, in Cincinnati doing whatever the fuck he was doing. And we go downstairs in the living room, and I remember my mom like on the phone. We had like a phone attached to the wall, and <laughs> she's like talking to fucking her, fa her family and shit. And there's fucking TV on, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't watch fucking cartoons, you know. And uh, then I know something was happening when uh, my dad got home, because <laughs> fucking dad being a fucking redneck, he is fucking. He goes in and gets fucking. Um, he's like, oh, I need to go buy some more fucking ammo now. <laughs> So yeah. you don't know what could happen fucking next, you know. So I I remember that like freaking the fuck out. My mom crying and shit, obviously. And my dad hooking at his guns and shit. But that's what I remember. What what was your uh, recollection of that? I was at a I was at a daycare center, and uh, we were like, it was nap time. We were right about to go to sleep, and the the woman. It was a family owned one, so everyone that worked there were they were related to each other. So the mother who worked at the front desk, 
like ran into the room and she's like, Hey, you got to turn on the TV. Like right now you have to turn on the TV right now. And we're all in there, all these kids, dude, you know, like four or five year olds (laughs) turns on the TV. And I just see the towers, like just smoking, you know, smoking. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and she just starts bursting into tears. Like just fucking she's bursting into tears the like her daughter's bursting into tears and like the kids are just so confused and they just yeah and she's like should we turn it off and she's like no they need to see this that's what she said and i'm just sitting there and like next thing you know like i'm just sitting there just watching just literally staring at this image you know because it's like they weren't showing anything else so you're just staring at these two towers just literally like on fire you know like people jumping because they can't escape the smoke or the fire like they were gonna just take their chances you know and you know i I remember also like the fucking like the videos that came out afterwards you were here just like the of like their bodies hitting the fucking pavement and shit and it's fucking you know it's a gnarly thing to see at that age and it's such an impressionable an impressionable age you know yeah like if you didn't if you didn't want to play with army men before that you were probably playing with army men yeah. after that <laughs> you know like oh let me uh let me let me ask you a question real quick on that yeah. do you think if 9-11 and our, if our climate going on right now if 9-11 happened right now do you think our country would be more patriotic or do you think it would divide more uh, more patriotic, hundred percent. So, do you think that people are forgetting? Are forgetting? Yeah. Like forgetting. About, well, that so that feeling that fucking they got on November fucking twelfth or September twelfth. You know, that's no, that patriotic I, feeling. I, I, what, about, what about the same patriotic feeling about like when we went to war, like after like Pearl Harbor? After like a tragic event, and America responds, it's like what, what you you know you said the most patriotic day ever. Yeah, dude. America, America blossoms. You know, it comes together. Yeah. So, you think we just forgotten what it's like to be a united country? I think so, and it, and it's crazy because it's only if you think about it, only twenty one years removed. Yeah. It's only it's only two decades, just just over two decades removed. like we were alive then we can literally say that we were alive then but i think because if you throw in like the advancement of like just technology and media technology everyone kind of has like such a short-term memory it's always the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing you know so i think that's why it, it took so long for or that's why it went as fast like out of our memories of like what that felt like I mean, I think we saw a little bit about it in what was that 2013 when Osama bin Laden was killed. Was killed, yeah. Yeah, that like that was a huge thing. We kind of felt that we felt it there again. But it's always, you know, if it's something like we're dealing with, like it's kind of like being in a family. You know, like I could beat the shit out of my brother, my brother could beat the shit out of me, and we could fight over whatever we want to fight about. But the moment someone else comes and fucking hits my brother we're fucking them up you know like it's it's on like i think that's 
that's what really has to come. Like, I can't, dude, I'm, I'm like driving around like Maryland and I see so many Ukrainian flags, dude, so many. Yeah. And it's like, who you didn't give a fuck about the Ukraine before that. <laughs> but it's the fact that like, they have a common enemy like Russia, like fuck Russia kind of thing. Yep. Like that's, that's what it unites people, you know, it's that yeah. external force. Definitely. Now, uh, let's get into this uh, nationalism part then. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. That's a great let's, one. Let's, let's hear what you got to say about that. So I'm going to ask you a question. And so one of the greatest presidents, which is a, this is just a generalized opinion for everybody, especially the textbooks, you know, JFK, John F. Kennedy. You know, he once said... <clears throat> said ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country right one of the most fucking patriotic like yeah. you know statements of all time statements of all time you know one of his most famous speeches of all time how is saying that different than hitler saying that or saddam hussein saying that Think about it in a context of like, think about what he's saying here. Ask not what your country can do for you. So don't fucking ask what we can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. So I think, how, I think how, it was how's that you different? Said it. How's that different from anyone else saying that statement? Like how do, how do we get it's the context of, of the statement? You know? Yeah. I think that that's that's a that's a, a big driving factor because we all can look at the life that each of those men have lived and determine how they're using that statement. John F. Kennedy wasn't a, but that's hindsight uh, though. Think about it. Yeah, you're think, you're yeah. thinking about it in hindsight. Think about it. If you, if you are in fucking, it's 19, <clears throat> Hitler came to power, what, 1931 or 1933 around there. So it's like late 1930s. Yeah. Fucking Germany. Right. And you go to uh, a Hitler speech, off you know, a Nazi party Hitler speech, you know, and he says it. He says these words. How are you feeling? Well, I mean, it's, it all goes down to context. So, if you are a German citizen in the nineteen early early nineteen thirties, and this man's coming in, and he is obviously he was an amazing public speaker, he, like one of the best public speakers that to, you know ever live. Uh, even though he's a huge piece of shit, but um, obviously I'd probably be excited all for it. But <laughs> when the motherfucker starts killing people, <laughs> yes. that's when you as a person have to change how your context of what he said. Yes, yes, yes. So you just nailed, you just nailed the, um, <clears throat> you just fucking, you nailed it on the head right there. You know why? Because you asked me the difference between nationalism and patriotism. And that's what we're exploring here is you know and this is from a website i pulled off of a helpful professor i just really like the way they worded it and it said that the key difference between nationalism and patriotism is is that nationalism is the belief in an exclusionary and insular nation state while patriotism is the non-exclusionary love of your own nation so when it comes down to, like you said, like you you would get pumped up until you found out that he was killing off the Jews, 
like that is when it becomes nationalism because yeah. now they want to be exclusive. Now they now they are excluding somebody out of the picture of their like country, the big picture, yep. of the grand scheme of their country. So, do you feel like, you know, with racial tensions in our country, you know, especially with media amplifying all of this as well, like fanning the flames, do you feel like sometimes now those who are patriotic are borderline? you know, teeter, they're teetering on the line of nationalism as well. Cause so that's, that's, um, a, that's a big argument of like, if from the left, you know, not to get too yeah, political, yeah. but they, they believe that the so, right wing people are now yeah. teetering onto nationalism. Uh, so, yep. I, um, I can see that point of view and I, I believe that nationalism is a thing, but I don't think it exists prominently in our country not whatsoever i think that if we're going to talk about politics in the in the far left and talk about talking about the far right they're talking about from the right stance like like what like what were we bringing up here like guns like changing the constitution shit like that because i feel like now guns are a point like the american flag just a couple years ago was looked at a as a negative thing from the left because if you had an american flag on your fucking car like you're a fucking racist bigot fucking shit like that nationalist you know yeah yeah so it's it's all under context it's it's a group of people which is not the whole country i feel like the media amplifies everything it makes it okay it's a, a nationwide thing but it's not it's not if you go out in everyday america go to the grocery store and you talk to somebody of a different color regardless of where they're from they're gonna fucking talk to you and you're gonna fucking be two fucking normal fucking american citizens talking to each other having a conversation not fucking arguing about anything in some places, like, yeah. In some places, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like most places. I, I feel like it's definitely most places. I would um, like to think I, most places, yeah. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, and and I haven't even seen like all the stuff going on in the media. Obviously, they've had there's been riots and there's been all blah blah. blah. But there's 380 what 380 million people in this country. Not all 380 million people hate each other. There's just extremes on both sides, and that's all it's getting attention right now. Because what it's about, it's about the next thing, like you said. The next thing, the next thing, and you know what? There's going to keep being the next thing, as long as there's reaction to it, as long as it draws in attention, and uh, I think that's that's what's going on right now in, in this country. Okay, then how do you feel about like the perspective of, <clears throat> you know, people that when they look at someone who could be in their definition patriotic, but they are seen as nationalist by someone else? Like, how do, how do you? How do you, as someone who was patriotic, you know, kind of, I don't know, keep yourself in check, you know, around certain people? Do you feel like you have to censor yourself or do you just not care? Um, I feel like you have to kind of not care. Because at the end of the day, like, if somebody believes I am bad just because I love my country and I have an American flag outside my house. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can talk to them. I can you know, try to change their opinion. I can get to know them. But if they're going to have that dead set opinion, like a lot of people do on, on each each of the side of the aisle, you're not yeah. going to change your fucking mind. You're yeah. not. I've had conversations with people. I mean, you can go hop on Facebook every single fucking day and see people fucking just arguing on. on. No one's going to change nobody's fucking opinion. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, you just need to fucking make sure you're on on, on, on path. You're, you're on fucking track. And I mean, as it comes down to it, it's just – 
like we'll go back to context, your context and situation. Somebody might might see you're racist because you have American flag or you support guns. Think you're fucking whatever. And then yeah. You could look at somebody and be like, you know which bathroom to fucking use. You think you identify as a, a plant, you know, like yeah. You're fucking. I don't care about your fucking opinion. So yeah. Nobody's opinion is getting changed. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Unless you obviously you do have like you can't have conversations with people. But yeah. I'm talking about the extremes, not the normal person. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of extremes, so like besides like the, the Nazi, you know, fucking <clears throat> example, which is really low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people like to reference that. Um, and you 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 said that you would be pumped up until they started killing people. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a it, it was a long time before they got to that point of them killing people. You know, it yeah. was it was years yeah. and years and years. It was of brainwashing before they had before they started pulling the trigger on like, you know, getting these people out of the communities and started exterminating them and whatnot. So like, and a lot of people were you know pretty on point with a lot of that stuff. They they agreed with that ideology, and they went along with it. And that's why progressively just got worse and worse and worse. And you had like Crystal Knock and all that stuff. Um, so it was just like this long period of just at a, just picking, just picking at this community. So you, as someone, let's, you know, you're in the Republican party, let's just say they become the most powerful party in the United States. Right. At what point do you feel like if that switch would flip where it turns from patriotism to nationalism for you, like, like what are your other deal breakers? Like what? It hit me with something. Like, like I said, like so. For example, if I mean, they were just like, "Hey, killing people," like, "Hey, okay. no, not killing people." I said that's the extreme. <laughs> they did a lot of things prior to that, like restricting certain yeah. certain people from buying, you know, you know, properties or whatever and stuff like that, or you know, restricting immigration. Like, what, what, where would the switch? Where would be your like? your deal breakers from when you would question your government and be like, okay, maybe this is getting more nationalistic than patriotic. I mean, yeah. If like it was a blatant, like singleization of like a group of people. Yeah. Like you can't buy anything with like, you can't you know, put like hardcore restrictions on their life, like actual laws and, and like trying to implement laws that would change like the way society is right now. Yeah. Right now, it's 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 obviously everybody has the same fucking rights, but um, yeah, if, if they're trying to put laws into effect where it like, oh, I didn't allow fucking you. I don't know, or I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Puerto like, Ricans, the inland. Yeah, Puerto, Puerto Ricans. Or say, or say like, all right. So say it's just going down down with Russia right now. So say yeah. America was like, no Russians can buy property in America. You can come here on a visa, but you cannot like buy land. Dude, we've done because... it before though with the Japanese. Oh, what we're doing. Oh, I know, oh, I know, I know, I know. Fuck yeah. I know. And that's looked at as like a huge, huge negative thing in America's history, is it not? Yeah, but you also have that, to... like one of the most horrible yes, but things. That, yeah, but to go back to our point earlier, you know, to tie back yeah. to that World War II, that 1940s, 1950s, like like patriotism, like that's like 
that's that's considered like the golden age of patriot of like patriotism yeah. right there. But what? But yet that was going on. That was going on. And, and but did with all, all that was, going was on? Like a very like hidden like hidden thing though that they were trying to hide from the public. Well, not really. When you're when you're literally removing people from the community, oh, yeah. And shit, oh, yeah. Like it was not that hush hush. It's just I. I mean, I guess maybe over time of like brainwashing yeah. kids in schools with like th- these versions of the textbook that don't even fucking talk about that yeah. kind of thing. Like maybe that's why a lot of people weren't exactly hip to it. But dude, like that's well, yeah. Like, if you're saying like if I was back in those era and I seen that going on, like yeah, I would I would have a complete problem with it. Like yeah. if I seen that, I would 100 problem with it. So if that were to happen today, if today they're like, hey, anybody from Russia, you're going to a fucking internment camp. I'd be like, hey, that's not okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Do you feel like you would have the same views if you didn't serve in the military? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably because my upbringing. I mean, mm-hmm. this is where I come from. I'm a, I'm, I come from a conservative family. So obviously, I mean nine times not nine times out of ten but obviously i guarantee if you look at the data if a kid's parents are fucking conservative or or, or democratic or liberal whatever it is they'll more lean that stance yeah okay i got a curveball for you all right what is it? <laughs> name your top three most patriotic movies like the ones that give you the biggest moto boners. God, top three patriotic movies. Were you watching? You're like, fuck yeah, God bless fucking America. Damn. Uh, what's that? What's that one with uh, fucking Mel Gibson, and he's back and he's fighting the British. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Patriot. <laughs> the Patriot, bro. Oh, to... dude that's fucking that that I, all right i love that it movie is a good fight. fucking movie dude i it's fucking love fucking movie, Gibson, dude. Dude. it's a fucking solid fucking movie movie yeah. uh definitely definitely fucking the patriot um <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck what else you got dude. something against the brits or something yeah, fuck the Brits, bro. Out of all the out of all the fucking enemies, you know, or just countries um that America media has like has like villainized, you you chose you cho- you're choosing the British on this one. <laughs> we have so many to choose from, you know. Damn, that's a hard one. I mean, the enemies that, like, all of America's face, like, fuck the Taliban, definitely the most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but out of, like, conventional wars, like, I don't know, fuck the British. I'll yeah, that. well, that was sort I'm of unconventional, that, that one, but yeah. So, all right, so, yeah, the Patriot number number one. What's number two? Um, Let's, let's hear, let's hear your, your one real quick. You give me one, I'll give you one. My one? Ooh, shit. I gotta think for a second. Ah, man, probably. I, I would say Black Hawk Down, maybe. Damn it. I, was... <laughs> Dude, that I can agree so, with that. That's so solid. good. So good. That one, I'm just like, only because it's like really, really cheesy, kind of, when it mm-hmm. comes to like the camaraderie and like, and it has like the bromance moments. 
but that's what i love most about it to be honest with you because i'm like okay it has dope you know dope action scenes you know and it's got its funny parts but also like it really harps on like what it really like those experiences really come down to and it's about like experiencing that with others you know yeah and protecting each other and doing anything like you possibly can to make sure that you you bring those guys home and they're they feel the same way about bringing you home you know and uh that one gets me every time man i don't know that one is like fuck yeah fucking let me go back you know <laughs> i think uh there was one ahead of the head of name of it fucking forgot the name of it i'm not a fucking idiot now but uh lone survivor dude i love lone I love survivor that yeah the fucking like gunfight dude and it shows like like how hard motherfuckers are dude yeah it makes me just like be like oh fucking reenlist right now dude swear to god yeah dude <laughs> that one fucking gets me man because like the ending the ending's fucking sad dude oh bro dude like i can't and because they're playing you know david bowie song but it's like a cover of like heroes and so, yeah. like, the song's actually, like, the David Bowie, like, the original is, like, kind of, like, faster paced. And then Stude slows it down. And I'm just like, fuck! Like, I'm just, like, tears just, like, coming down, man. Oh, man, that one's, yeah, that one's a rough one. But that, that a, a great one. So that's your number two? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number two would probably be um, so many. Can I choose, like, a... Like a, a series, like a mini series, like Band of Brothers. You're going to say Band of Brothers? Yeah, yeah I would do Band of Brothers. <laughs> Band of number, Brothers. Number two. Yeah. Slash, Band of Brothers slash Saving Private Ryan. I'm grouping That's I'm grouping solid. that. Yeah. Grouping that as number two. They're tied for number two. Yeah, I'm a big World War II guy. Like, I fucking love World War II movies. And yeah, definitely. Like that. I mean, it's that's nothing, like I said, there goes the patriotic thing. Like, it doesn't get more American than, like, literally fighting evil, you know? Like, but, you know, they also did that in the Afghanistan war. They were killing the evil Taliban. Yep. And uh, my third one is going to be uh, an old Marine Corps favorite. full metal jacket full metal fucking jacket bro (laughs) i watched that the other night dude i mean (laughs) i made uh emmy watch it and the whole time she's like did you actually do this stuff (laughs) oh man that's great what about you what's your your number three oh man my number three shit this this one's so this one's so hard because there's so many of them that could be my number three like I love uh, We Were Soldiers because that's Mel Gibson yeah. again. Like that one is is a, just a fucking beautiful movie. And that one, out of all like, my dad's a Vietnam vet, and and speaking to many like Vietnam veterans, they all tell me like that one's the most accurate. Like yeah. that out of all the fucking Vietnam movies, like that one's the most accurate. So. I'll, I'll put that one. I'll put that one as number three. Yeah, we were yeah. soldiers. Yeah, that's a good that's one. Solid. Yeah, that I, one makes I, me I, fucking cry too. Up, I've been like listening to a lot of patriotic country lately too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> American. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Toby Keith's uh, yeah. Taliban song. The Taliban song. Yeah. That one gets me going, dude. <laughs> that one gets the blood pumping. <laughs> Shout out Toby Keith. 
yeah, dude, that's oh, fucking that's good. Yeah, that, that, that's fucking good. Yeah, man, that's. I just love, I just love this country, man. I'm not gonna lie, I really love this country. I love. And what a lot of people don't don't know too, because military podcasts, Fourth of July coming up, is some people really don't know that the military is older than the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, like I'll say like 1775 sometimes the people, and they'd be like. Yeah. 1776 and i was like no the marine corps birthday is in 1775 and they're like yeah they're older I'm like yeah yeah we were like outlaws dude <laughs> <laughs> the og <Con> rebels <laughs> yeah yeah that's fucking that's right man we're i think we're i don't think we're the oldest i think was the navy the oldest branch i don't fucking know dude I don't the know. navy's birthday is like a couple weeks before or months before ours uh, and then yeah. I think the army is the oldest. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. I never really look into it. I don't. I don't feel like it's a big dick competition. Who has the best fucking like uniforms? The history, right? the history of the fucking Marine Corps is just like just studded, fucking, dude. Just, just just fucking get you just, rock solid, dude. Yeah, bro. There's just so many cool things. There's so many cool things. Com- was, so many cool what, stories. What, when you when you first first um joined yeah i didn't i I knew about the marine corps i didn't know about everything about the marine corps i didn't know about like the history yeah and i think one of the fucking like gives me the most motor boners fucking like stories is like the battle of bell woods dude i i I wrote a fucking paper on it dude i wrote a college paper on it yeah (laughs) dude that's like that's that's probably like one of the most i don't know famous like battles in record history we got a fucking our name the devil dogs from from that fucking battle yeah yeah (sighs) there was that was like i wrote it was like an eight page paper or something on on bella wood it was actually the my argument in the paper was um how the united states marine corps uh saved europe um in world war one and it's because because of the battle of bella wood like we repelled yeah. like the 1918 like spring offensive and fucking stopped it in its tracks and then fucked them up, dude. And like it was just just an awesome, awesome story and the images and like the, it's not a hundred percent like proven that they called us the devil dogs. Um, oh, a lot of people, so yeah, a lot of people theorize that it was also it was the American uh, media that. You know that that came up with that and spread that, and it just stuck. So, yeah, man, you have some remarkable acts like people winning. You know, oh, I can't. I hate fucking saying that, dude. Winning Medal of Honors. Yeah. I, I don't say yeah. that. Like, I can't. I have yeah. such a bad habit of saying that. I don't know Warden. why, and I can't. And I'm, luckily, I'm so self-aware of it. But now, <clears throat> like being awarded, um, you know, medals of honor for you know their valor and and, and bella wood like it's fucking crazy dude and then you have like some of the best quotes man like come on sons of bitches don't do you You want to live forever forever? like that dude like i'm I'm fucking fucking, god dude tell me when to charge a fucking hill dude where am i going like i'm fucking (laughs) going there and i'm killing something like god dude like it's fucking it's phenomenal it's phenomenal dude like take pride like 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 i'm very patriotic because a lot of like the Marine Corps, I feel like the Marine Corps out yeah. of all their branches are the, are they're the most patriotic. And I'll oh, fucking yeah. oh, I'll, fucking I'll sure. debate anybody. I will fucking debate anybody yeah. on that. Like 
Like I feel like I had memories pop up from six years ago today on Fourth of July. I was getting smacked on the beach, breaking beers over my fucking face, dude. (laughs) I have videos of me like fucking launching beers like fucking sixty feet in the air, fucking Pillmore catching them and fucking cracking them over his fucking face and drinking them, dude. Don't fucking tell me nobody goes hard as us on fucking Fourth of July. Or two days, they always fucking party. Fucking November fucking 10th, fucking, fucking 4th of July. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you better redneck and eyes. Yeah, I have fucking... I have, <laughs> I have a video of me wearing, like, my Chuck blouse. Like, nothing underneath. My boxers. <laughs> fucking sandals. Sunglasses. And my eight point. And, like, fucking running around the fucking barracks. With a hand with two handles, <laughs> singing "Born in the USA." <laughs> oh man, that was the day I met yep. Carolyn. I met she was born. She was born on the Fourth of July. That's American as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have a son, you got named Lincoln. <laughs> Oh man, I literally, <clears throat> and I, I have to bring it up every episode. I was listening to uh, a podcast about uh, how Abraham Lincoln was a fan of Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, that dude's such a—he's such an interesting man, Abraham Lincoln. Such a very interesting man. Like the way he, like his story, makes me proud to be an American. You know, yeah. like I think that's why people idolize him so much. Well, go go um, in depth on it. What's that? Go in depth on it a little bit. Yeah. So, like, he was <clears throat> born in, in Illinois. Like, I can't remember what his father did as a trade, um, but didn't really make a whole lot of money. His his father was totally appalled by by slavery. Like, was very anti slavery. So, um, um. So that's where, you know, Abraham Lincoln kind of um, developed that that sense of like slavery is bad. Um, and so he was able just to acquire books like as gifts and or he would just take them or save up money to buy these books and would just read these books over and over and over and over and over again. And that's how he was teaching himself because he couldn't go to school because he had to help out. And he be, he teaches himself so well, he eventually becomes a lawyer, you know. He wasn't a great lawyer, but he was <laughs> but he was a lawyer all the same. Got into politics, you know, starts making a name for himself, and you know, eventually becomes uh, the president of the United States. Um, and is now is kind of regarded as one of the best presidents that we've ever had and a lot of people some people debate it some people are you know don't think some people think he was secretly racist or you know all these other things people have all these different opinions but for the most part he's regarded as one of the greatest presidents um in in our history and like that just whole story it just screams like okay like that's the american dream like anyone can fucking do it like this kid in a small log cabin you know, and fucking, you know, he was able to teach himself how to read, like fucking just teach himself all these great things, rise up through the, you know, the classes and marry rich and fucking, 
and become the president of the United States. Like it's, it's a, it's, that's American. It's an underdog story. You know, underdog stories are fucking very popular. They're very American because, because of your favorite movie, the fucking Patriot dude. Like that's, we were, we were underdogs. Like we originated yeah. from, from the OG underdogs, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the continental army, like George Washington, like they were all fucking the underdogs against the mighty yeah. British. And, and they were all people understand how young they were too. They were our age. Yeah. 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 That's if crazy. you were, if actually, if you were our age, like you, we were like higher ranks, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. If we had money, but dude, I, I mean, I love, I love studying the fucking revolutionary war dude so much. I like, I love that. Yeah. I love that fucking book. I mean, those books, like, just reading about it, like just the craziest stories, man, of like just how they pulled it off, dude. It was literally miracles. <laughs> like they had miracles happen. They yeah. took advantage. They like George Washington, I think only won like three out of his 19 battles, but he won like the three that fucking really mattered. <laughs> like, it's, I just it's love crazy. that fucking picture of him crossing the fucking Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. That's fucking with like, James Madison, right with James Madison in the back of the boat. That's fucking sick. Yeah. I mean, obviously he was probably fucking hungry now. Like, like this bitch is cold. <laughs> now uh speaking of that right there, getting getting back into now, you think they would look at our country now and be ashamed? You think who who could who's looking at our country and uh like George Washington, or? if they if they were to come back come back today. And see how the government's ran right now. The government. Yes. You think that he would think that it would be horrible what they're doing now? I think, dude, it's so funny you should bring that up. Cause like when we when I brought up when we brought up this topic of like this is what we want to talk about the next time we meet. I was like just thinking of ideas and stuff. And I was and I was thinking about and when I was driving and I was thinking about man, if I had a fucking time machine, if I can bring that bring back like george washington or you know one of those one of the other founding fathers like alexander hamilton like whoever like bring yeah. them and be like hey like what do you like what do you think about this and um i was it's i think on one hand so they were all very like heavy into studying the greeks and the romans yeah. you know and so I think they would be very impressed that that we that democracy has actually lasted this long. I think that would be a huge thing for them. I think they'd be like, okay, like shit, like, you know, this is this sure. is the longest, yeah, the <laughs> longest lasting democracy in the history of the world. Like that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Um, but so it'd be uncharted territory for them. So I think that kind of is like alters their like how they could feel about it um <clears throat> but i feel like maybe they could give really great insight on the original documents and how they were meant to be interpreted if they were yeah. meant to be interpreted in a certain way or if they were meant to just be interpreted by the times you know and just how like how is society now now how are you feeling uh, viewing these documents um and this is something I was talking with Carolyn about the other day because she couldn't understand, like, 
the whole Roe v. Wade thing, like how like justices and like how they get appointed and all that stuff like that and what their job actually is. And I told her, I was like, yeah, their job is literally to interpret the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Like they read the document, they study the document, and their job is just to interpret those documents and apply them to a case. And she was like, that sounds like the stupidest fucking job. (laughs) And I was like, you know, what? I'm like, you got a point. Like, it does sound like a stupid job that we literally appoint people to read a document that's been, you know, written to like 200 fucking fucking years ago. um, And to interpret for modern times and apply it to these real life scenarios that uh, that affect many of people. Like, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) And and I think if they came back and, and seen how it, everything is operating now, I think it'd be, I think it'd be a very, like, they'd be upset because I think politics got in the way of itself. Um, now with how funding works, if there's a politician and, like, say a president, not even talking about, like, in the past 20 years, and he's given money to appoint a new justice that falls with some other person's views mm. from the laws they want changed. I feel like, I feel like that's happening. I feel like politicians are staying in office through those ways, you know, and you know, it's on both sides, both sides of the aisle. I mean, there's been politicians in the government, like, like all right, well, one thing for, for Nancy Pelosi, she's not being the fucking government still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Jesus. another thing too is, is how is, is always a, uh, all these congressmen and congresswomen are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to their only job is to, uh, you know, like make sure American citizens keep their rights. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. So like, I think that position got away of what it actually meant a long time ago. And I feel like it's a power thing now. And I mean, that's, that's just human nature. Humans abuse power. No matter, you see, I mean, we've seen in the military, you see at your fucking job, somebody's fucking boss over you, you're fucking, they use power against you. And I feel like the George Washington and, you know, all our, all our founders, they wanted our government to not be like that. They didn't want somebody to have power. That's why we made our three systems. So we can always, somebody can always be in check. Yeah. And I think the position right now of being in government has nothing to do with rights and oh i would say in some examples but i feel like there's there's getting it's getting polluted now yeah by individuals it's not the entire government but it's getting polluted and and i think that's what like i look negatively upon right now i think that maybe i mean what one thing that needs to fucking change maybe is the pay that maybe some people are in it for just for the money yeah I mean, the insider trading like there's no way a congressman should be worth hundreds of millions of dollars and your job yeah. is to protect people's rights and you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars yeah no it's not your protecting me's fucking yeah. right that doesn't sound like public like servant like benefit. being a public servant yeah. to me yeah exactly yeah so, like what needs what needs a change to get back to that is what I think yeah. needs to happen yeah and i think i think you brought up a really good point like at the beginning when you said i like like how now you just have like big business and stuff they're just paying people like to get what they want and i don't think the founding fathers could even like conceptualize like how fucking big an economy could fucking grow like 
like billion, like no trillions, no like trillions and trillions of dollars. Like if I didn't comprehend like, that meant exactly. And and like how, like all with all that money meant like where all that money could go yeah. and like what people were willing to do to make more of that money. So like greed, you know, um, like the Gordon Gecko, like greed is good. <laughs> you know, like, I wonder how they would have felt about that as well. Like, like yeah. how that's, you know, changed and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, who knows, who, who knows what they would have, what they would have like really thought. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to tell because, you know, they were, like you said earlier, like context, like their context of like, what's good for them. They were great for their times, you know, yeah. <clears throat> like people are, there was just, it's like, it's a bit of like both of like being a really great person and great opportunity. And you put both of them together and it's just like legend, like timeless, like Winston Churchill, perfect man for the job at the perfect time. Yep. You know, like FDR, same thing. Abraham Lincoln, same thing. You know, you, you can name, you can go on and on. You know, with with other people, Gandhi, same thing. No, Nelson yeah. Mandela, same thing. Like it's just perfect timing, perfect people for the job. Um, and that's really it's really hard to find because you know you can't. There's not always that timing. There's not always those candidates. But I think this yeah. dual party system too, like also like, you know, like who's like I brought up very earlier. Like they both believe that they're right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like that, that, that hurts patriotism, in my opinion, because it's <clears throat> you get like the more extreme sides of it and they're getting the most attention. I mean, I think I think the easiest way to solve like the hate and division is country be one put fucking term limits on everything. Yeah. There's 100%. no way somebody should be. In, I think nobody should be in the government for more than like eight years. Yeah. Nobody, because then you're obviously like you're getting ties and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the fucking media needs to be held accountable. The me the media causes outrage. I mean, there's been so many examples where they they posted like what a fucking uh village getting bombed and it yeah. was a training fucking exercise. They said American American troops were fucking bombing fucking civilians. Like that shit right there. Like that should not be happening. Yeah. That's just causing hate. That's causing causing division, all a bunch of mm -hmm. other things. I think that's that's just the two biggest factors right now that are are making this country go in a negative direction. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah the media dude. Well I'm glad like fucking CNN got bought out. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's the CNN Plus really took off. Yeah, huge. they lost like three hundred million dollars in that deal. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that that'll be a big thing because I don't think the founding fathers would have really like they would definitely would have never estimated like how big no. media would have been. Or no. it's crazy the spread of information. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not that far removed. A couple hundred years. You know what I'm saying? No. A couple hundred years. That's it. And some change. We would have been walking around wearing those fucking tight ass pants and fucking. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think uh, life's going to be like, like 10 years from now? 10 years from now? 
like life in general or like how it reflects life in america life in america shit dude 10 years fuck and that's it's crazy how like that's such a like a tall order to ask of someone because of like because we were kind of born in the perfect time in which we got the witness from like i remember house phones and fucking you know yeah fucking cassettes i love internet shit yeah like all that shit like like i remember there weren't even cell phones i mean there were cell phones but they were like fucking like there was no iphone or any of that stuff and i remember all that shit and then all of a sudden just constantly it was just like something after another after another after another and it was just like one thing that was like crazy scene growing up was like how game consoles changed yeah i remember being on a fucking game boy that was black and white Mm -hmm. and then the next thing i know i'm like fucking a teenager and i can play a fucking virtual reality shit and fucking rock band all that stupid shit that was fun as fuck like gaming changed dramatically in our our, uh lifetime yeah 100 percent yeah that that, and that's and it creates like this thing where it's like now you need to up it every time like and so that happened in such a short period of time and it's happening even faster like the turnarounds on these things uh, on these things are getting shorter and shorter and it's like like what what where would we be in like the next 10 years like what would it look like and it's and it's crazy to think about like that i feel like that's ages i feel like 10 years is in the grand scheme of things like i would be only 35 years old that's not that that's not that old yeah and that would be like i feel like that's ages like ages from now just because of that like thinking it in that sense I'm, I'm i'm looking at like sense from like a technology standpoint in a little in, in a in a big way so like all right think about this 10 years ago whatever however long ago like myspace was out you know yeah where you like post on a fucking wall and shit and now all of this shit's uh you know uh advancing and advancing and advancing now did you hear about this metaverse shit's happening and people there is like games you can play now where you can like wear a fucking vr headset and you yeah. can be like i can be with you right now we could be playing golf like you could see my body and we could like be playing golf and shit like it's like a, a caricature <laughs> dude you know? it's wild man like, so think about in 10 years you think in 10 years we, we can have food over to our house right to our fucking door we can work from home we can fucking social react now because that's what humans need is social social interaction we can social interact from your house the food <laughs> that people are eating at these fast food restaurants constantly and shit is like manufactured paste. Look it up. Look up microplastics <laughs> in your food. There you go. Go down that fucking rabbit hole. All right, dude. I think we're gonna be heading towards a fucking <laughs> bad direction when it comes to like the average fucking person, bro. Average person Damn. is gonna be fucking miserable. I think it's just making life fucking worse. Oh, bro. Go to the fucking gym. <laughs> That's not exciting at all, man. I'm not excited for you, that well, at all. Think about it, bro. You, you're, you hear about the metaverse shit that's happening? Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, Facebook's trying. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm hip on it, man. It's, 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 it's dude. Are you gonna be on the metaverse? No, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that noise. We'll do a podcast, I'm... fucking. <laughs> I am anti any of that shit, dude. <laughs> nope. But there are some people who do that can't wait for it, you know. Yeah, as as long as the fucking as long as the feds and Facebook are still giving each other reach arounds, I'm not fucking touching that, dude. I'm not touching that at all. I can't do that now. 
nah all that like all that stuff look, is scary dude it's yeah, scary man it's fucking scary. different in tech 10 years yeah yeah like how do you feel like how do you feel about like bringing your like bringing a kid into this like like have you thought dude, about that i am so thankful that i have such a smart woman yeah that is so good because dude all right like you see these kids now man they're with a tablet in their fucking face yeah like everywhere they go mm. you think about like that's like that when we were that young like we didn't even have games yet hardly yeah like you were going outside you were playing you were playing blocks cars whatever these kids now are watching just videos on a tablet and watch one of these videos and see how fast this the picture changes to a new scene i counted it was every three seconds on average it changed and it does that to get kids' attention. So they always keep looking yeah. at it. And it's always bright fucking colors, dude. This is not going to be good no. for your generation. It's going to make them fucking stupid, dude. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like every night, like, like I'm, I'm, like, I'm lucky. She's, she's an amazing cook. So she cooks for us every night. We're relatively healthy. Um, so we're going to grow him up, obviously, in a family environment, eating at the dinner table and stuff. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to be old fashioned in that way. Um, he's not gonna have a fucking tablet. Tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like I'm gonna like make him do sports because I feel like as a child, your child is fucking six years old and says I don't want to play sports. I feel like you should fucking make them play sports. Yeah. They're a child. They don't want to fucking do anything hard. Yeah. But that. But what they're gonna learn from those experiences and what they're gonna learn from hard work and achieving, you know, is is, is gonna be so much more beneficial than them to saying, all right, go home and fucking sit on a fucking Xbox and fucking look at fucking screens changing yeah. over and over again. Because you get them in that addictive mindset now, it's not going to fucking change. Yeah. And it's learned behavior. So, like, I would definitely want to, like, try to be not on my phone as much when he's around. I don't want to watch, like, TV as much. I'm going to, like, always like, try to interact with him and play with him and stuff. And when he grows up, I want to want to be involved in his life and sports and stuff like that. And I don't want him to um, – I don't know, man. I want him to be not driven. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's easy in society now. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, man. I mean, I definitely recommend like <clears throat> only because I do this for a living right now is they have like this court. Like as soon as they turn three years old, you can put them in like a course where they do every single sport in like a couple like a weeks, like eight weeks or whatever. And then yeah. you like you can see like which one like your kid likes and how good they yeah. are at it. And then well, for sure and get them started on that shit, dude. But yeah, man. I mean, just to have that old fashioned. Now is that that kind of like parenting method is considered old fashioned. Yeah, and and it's 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 sad that it's looked at that way because like uh-huh. if you look at like straight like statistic wise, a child that like eats with his parents at night has a two parent household that fucking spends time does homework with his parents is like more statistically like proven to like achieve more in life and be more successful. Mm. And you, but but. It's not like fucking rocket science. Kids need that. Kids need to have, you know, that guidance in their fucking life. They're fucking kids. They don't know anything. They're fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we were stupid. We were kids. If we didn't have guidance from our parents, we could, you know, be fucking off of the life. Our life's fucked up right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. I might just get another do you, do you, dog. Do you want to have a, <laughs> do you, do you have a kid in, right now? What, 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 if you had a kid right now, what, what would uh, what would you, how would you raise them? Uh, to be honest with you, something very similar. Like I would not do the yeah. the tablet thing. Hell no, not the tablet. No, 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 no. no. They are getting books, lots and lots of books. <laughs> I got lots and lots of books. 
it did me good. It's doing me great still. Like lots and lots of books, um, <clears throat> sports. I, I would be huge with sports or just something, something theater, yeah. like an instrument, like a hobby, something to really yeah. dedicate, something to work at. And you can see your progress. You can see your own progress. Yeah. I think that's huge for kids to see their own growth within something. Um, I, that's very powerful. So, you know, cause you, it's one thing to hear it from people being like, Oh, look, you got so much better. And you'd be like, oh, I don't think I did. But just to, for you to you personally be like, Oh, wow. I have gotten better. Like this is, this is yeah. great. Like that's huge. So just doing something where that's the effect, I guess, like whether it's an instrument, um, musicals, theater, which, you know, art, whatever, expand you know be brought in yeah. their horizons like i want to i want to expose them to a lot of things um and keep them just grounded you know expose them to a lot of things and keep them grounded would be like my number one thing um to be open-minded but still to be firm you know to know a little about a lot of things you know um <laughs> jack of all trades master of none yeah yeah and master uh, yeah exactly <laughs> um <clears throat> and yeah just and always for me to be like a big positive influence on them mm -hmm. for them to to look at me and be like oh i want to be you know like them and then when they tell me that i'd be like no i want you to be better so <clears throat> yeah that's how I feel about that. That's all I got to say kids? about that. <laughs> What's up? You want kids? Uh, nah. Yes and no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I do because, like, when I was growing up, the like, for me, um, all I wanted to be, like, a lot of people want to be firemen or fucking policemen or whatever. Yeah. And and I, I wanted to be a dad. I, I really looked up to my dad. And, uh, and so I, that's what I always wanted to be, but then I feel like it's bad timing for me because now I'm like looking around, I'm like, do I, want, yeah. do I want my kids experiencing this? But then I also wonder too, like for other generations, did they feel the same way about that? Like, were they yeah. being like, Ooh, like, is this a good time? Cause a lot of people say it's never a good time. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's just no such yeah. thing as a good time. Like. It's just, you just do it, you know? So, I don't know. I think, like, I've always wanted to, but I kind of, like, maybe I'm getting more selfish as I grow up, too, where I'm just, like, yeah. you know, I want to I still do things. I want to still, you know, have that freedom, like... Oh, that, I don't think that's, I don't think that's selfish. I've already told myself that. I'm, I'm going to get fucking snipped after two. I want to, yeah. be able to have life after kids, you know. I don't think that's yeah. selfish. I don't think that's yeah. selfish at all. Yeah, 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 man. So I mean, that's mm -hmm. uh, Carolyn and I are kind of we're on the same we're on the same wavelength with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So far, like it's it'll be a decision whether we're like, are we going to do it or not? Come to a decision, yeah. yes or no, and then that's you got it. Time. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. I'm saying Lincoln would be a pretty pretty cool name. What'd you say? But Lincoln would be a pretty cool name. I'm just throwing it out. Lincoln. 
there's no way. There's no fucking way Caroline be like, oh yeah, Lincoln, you're like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Just fucking no. wait, bro. She's she's in the Coast Guard now. She's pop patriotic, patriotic as fuck. <laughs> now you would think she's already she can so she went in as older. You know, she's she's turning twenty six. Yeah. Um, so she can kind of see through a lot of the bullshit. And I also prepare her a lot. Like I prep her a oh, lot. Yeah. To be like, hey, like you can. I'm telling you, like just tell me what it is. And I can tell you whether it's bullshit or not. And so she'll do that, and I'll be like, oh no, that's not bullshit. And I'll be, oh, that's bullshit. Like call them out <laughs> on that bullshit. And then she'll she'll do it, and she'll realize, oh yeah, like you were right. And I was like, yeah, because you know a lot of people, I can always sense like people in the military that say things when I know they're trying to get out of doing their job. So like yeah. they discourage you to do something um, in a statement. Like they kind of make it seem like they don't do that, even though it is their job. Um, and so like they say all that shit and Carolyn will send it to me. And I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> I was like, that's that's their fucking job. Like, I promise you, I was like, go back to them <laughs> and call them the fuck out. Um, but yeah, I've, I've I mean, experienced that uh, uh, in the fucking gym. I uh I, I wear I wear my fucking like Marine Corps like shirt one time like my sweatshirt you know Fuck hell yeah bro. hell yeah brother <laughs> and uh and I had this one kid come up to me and talk to me he was getting he's joining the Marine Corps and I was like oh, you fucking idiot all right what's what do you want and he, he just talked to me and shit asked me for like weight loss tips and shit so he had to lose some weight before he went in and uh fuck man where are we going with this? <laughs> oh you'll give me he'll want my perspective about like shit going on because recruiter telling him shit that's where we're at yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh he like tell me something this recruiter said to him and i'm like no nah, bro that's fucking bullshit like don't 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 fucking take that like he's just saying that to you because he wants you to fucking go in yeah so i i, I, I hooked this kid up there i told him like dude tell him you're not gonna join unless you get like five grand like they're gonna give you a sign-on bonus like just fucking just threaten it bro like they their <laughs> recruiter numbers are fucking dog shit right now <laughs> like if you do it they'll fucking give it to you <laughs> Oh, that's the same shit i fucking did yeah like, you know, it fucking works like they, they want you to go bro they don't give a fuck like what you look like they want you in the fucking marine corps uh, they're hit, trying to hit numbers right now he's like oh, yeah right. so that's so funny you call that bullshit bro get five grand get, get yeah. that money <laughs> go get yours oh man yeah that's that's fucking that's absolutely gnarly dude um <clears throat> the coast guard fucking their bonuses are out the wazoo too, man. Wazoo, five grand ain't shit, bro. I've heard some, Yo, they probably get grand. way more than that. Yeah, five grand ain't shit. Actually, my like my brother-in-law, um, he got like he's been on submarines for like fucking twenty something years, dude. Like the dude is like, if someone is a master chief of the fucking submarines, is it's that motherfucker? Did his last? Yeah. I'm pretty sure his last fucking um his last signing bonus to re-enlist to stay on the subs was like 120k or some fucking crazy dude <laughs> dude fucking uh one of our boys i'm not gonna disclose his name i'll tell you after the podcast i just don't know if he wants me to announce it but he, he uh he changed mls and got a fucking like 80 grand sign on bonus bro brother yeah yeah dude damn that's crazy yeah that is fucking wild okay, damn get your bread get your bread up dude you fucking okay. earn it you deserve it <laughs> fucking deserve it man shit dude any fucking uh, uh yeah any final thoughts any final thoughts on patriotism or anything else we talked about um yeah uh 
I feel like being a Patriot is still good, like a good title. I don't, I don't think see anything bad about that. And uh, I'm proud. I'm proud to be a fucking Patriot. I'm proud of uh, serve my country, and that was the reason why I served was because I felt patriotic towards country. I felt I had a duty to serve my country, and I felt like I would regretted it if I didn't go. And uh, another final thing I want to say is thanks to our listeners for fucking listening and sticking through us so far. Uh, we don't fucking have a lot of advertisement, so fucking tell your buddies to listen to our fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, make sure to reach out to somebody you served with and uh, see how they're doing. Tell them what's up. Tell them to listen to us. And if uh, you have any questions, just go ahead and send an email to rolling, the Rolling Vets Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Yeah, fucking get it. Just to piggyback Er off uh, (laughs) what I was just saying. Yeah, definitely uh, spread the word, birds. You know, just, you know, send out all the, on all the freaks, all the nets, all stations, all stations. Listen to the Rolling Vets podcast. I guarantee you they'll fucking love it because you fucking love it. That's why you're listening. Um, Thank you. And thank you again for listening. You guys are awesome. Um, Well, here we are. You stuck with us all the way to the end. We thank you for listening. We want our listeners to know that if your pack becomes too heavy, don't drop it. The Veterans Crisis Hotline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. If you'd like to enjoy more content, don't forget, don't forget to subscribe. Semper Fi and keep rolling on. Yeah. 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 Yeah.